Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What a day. It's a thousand billion trillion things happen today. By the way, Alice is going to have to bolt and go get her daughter and come back in the middle of this thing in a few minutes. But, um, all right. So, this is... Alice's day was crazy. We checked out a place for Sally, our daughter. She checked out a place. I was mm-hmm. doing my show and then a bunch of guests on my show. And then we had... Um, Alice and I did a pre-record with Noah Rothman from Commentary Magazine, and who wrote a new book, which is fantastic, The New Puritans, it's called, um, and he was great, he's great. Unfortunately, Alice, guess what the interview is? It's the media blockaded word for it. or... Close, close. Um, blo- close? Uh, embargoed. Correct. <laughs> the interview is embargoed, his publisher, they can't, we can't release it till, we can do it the fourth, technically everybody else is doing the fifth, but I want to get, uh, get ahead of them. Well, uh, how about we do midnight? We'll do it, so, no, I want people to be able to get it in the fourth uh, late, uh, and so we'll, we'll throw that out there. Is that uh, allowed? Will we not be able to get then, other and interviews then I'll, in the And then future? I'll run his uh, thing live on the fifth as as well on WTIC. It was a great interview, a great great conversation. He's such an interesting He's guy. He's so fun. And I actually I figured that you would love him. I figured that was the kind of guy that you would go to the prom with actually. You know, <laughs> actually we're about the same age. But but it, it, I, he's a little nerdy, very right. intellectual. I mean, he doesn't there is there is he does not there are no like five cent words in his vocabulary. No, that's You've true. got to listen to to him because all his his vocabulary and the way he speaks, I think it's I think it's great. He's an immaculate speaker, former radio guy, by the way. Let the record show. Oh, is he? He busted in the radio by kind of the same way Ed did in the gorilla um, assault on radio. G e u r, not the monkey. Um, but he is great, and uh, of course, Noah's from Commentary Magazine, which I listen to every day. That podcast is my favorite thing in the world. And if you want uh, just a taste, by the way, of my incredible uh, interview acumen, here's a small slice. All right, we are thrilled to bring on Noah Rothman. You know him from Reason Magazine and from the Reason Reason Magazine. Jesus Christ. I was about to say. <laughs> my, my friends Maybe and colleagues are there would be surprised to know I'm, I'm on <laughs> the roster. This is not Nick Gillespie? Okay, here we go. We are thrilled to bring on Noah Rothman. You know him from Commentary Magazine. So there you go. So <laughs> well you done. Know, sometimes, well, some- they are your two favorite podcasts, I think, or two your two favorite news podcasts. I'll put it well, that way. I, I mean, certainly, commentary is number one, stands alone. But then I'll put Reason right there with uh, the National Review guys. But commentary is every day. Reason, I think, is once a week. I think hmm. National Review is twice a week. One, one of those. I've days. heard them both on the rotation while your iPod yeah. iPhone is going through random ones late at night. Yeah, um, and yeah, those are those are uh, those are both good. Uh, there's a few of them I like, but those are both both good. Okay, um, let's see. There is something that we should get to. Joe Biden really did some incredible 
God, he's so cynical. Listen to this question and answer. I'll just this is Joe Biden in Spain today. America is back was your motto at the first NATO summit last year. And you've come to this summit here and the one in Germany after the U.S. Supreme Court overturned constitutional protections for abortion, after the shootings in Buffalo and Texas, at a time of record inflation, and as new polling this week shows that 85% of the U.S. public thinks the country is going in the wrong direction. How do you explain this to those people who feel the country is going in the wrong direction, including some of the leaders you've been meeting with this week, who think that when you put all of this together, it amounts to an America that is going backward. They do not think that. You haven't found one person, one world leader to say America is going backwards. America is better positioned. First of all, already they don't say that. You haven't found one person to ever say that. Man, shut up, okay? She's saying it. She also, <laughs> after the after this, she said, actually, people have said it to me. That's why I said well, it. Well, and not only have people obviously said that, like, Lots of mm-hmm. people say that every day. Um, are we sure that the abortion decision belongs in there with the mass shootings and the well, out-of-control inflation? Well, Alice, <laughs> as a matter of fact, we are sure, because as you're going to find out from Joe Biden, it's all about the Supreme Court. Oh. ...the world than we ever have been. We have the strongest economy in the world. Our inflation rates are lower than other nations in the world. The one thing that has been to stabilize... The one thing is the outrageous behavior of the Supreme Court of the United States. The one thing that's been destabilizing is the outrageous behavior of the Supreme Court of the United States. You mean making a ruling he didn't like? The outrageous behavior of the <laughs> Supreme Court of the behavior? United States is, is, is destabilizing. Alice says the leader of the executive branch in a foreign country to a foreign audience about the judicial branch of the United States. Well, yeah, and for all that Republicans have not liked judicial activism and have complained Mm -hmm. loudly about judicial activism, I don't think they've ever called judicial activism outrageous behavior that's destabilizing to the world. You don't tell the world that our country is destabilized because of the judicial branch. It is, I believe, a separate but equal branch of government, I believe. Especially, by the way. Impeach the the Supreme Court, impugn the Supreme Court as the executive. Mm -hmm. This is this is this is another effing impeachment. Throw this on the pile. Especially, by the way, when there was just a an actual assassination attempt against one of the justices on the Supreme Court. I mean, like way to inflame tensions here. (laughs) <laughs> Does it not occur to them that there's going to be violence of, of, against somebody here course. sooner or later? And- right, and we're having a show trial in Washington, D.C. when the leader of the executive branch rallied a crowd, as they would say, to go attack the legislative branch. And this freaking donkey says this to to the to Europe? You don't owe Europe any goddamn explanations. Well, God, and, he sucks. And all the Supreme Court did was make a decision that he doesn't agree with. Right. An overruling not only Roe v. Wade, but essentially challenging the right to privacy. We've been a leader in the world in terms of personal rights and privacy rights. And it is a mistake, in my view, for the Supreme Court to do what it did. But I have not seen anyone come up to me do anything other than, nor have you heard them say anything other than, thank you for America's leadership. You've changed the dynamic of NATO and the G7. Either have you, he says to her. Shut up! Old psycho, just shut up! So I, uh, I can understand why the American people are frustrated because of what the Supreme Court did. I can understand... Man, talk about rudderless. Oh, yes, right, they're, out, they're frustrated because of the Supreme Court. That's what it is. It's not that he's destroyed everything he's touched. And why the American people are frustrated because of inflation. But inflation is higher in almost every other country. Prices in the bumper are higher in almost every other country. We're better positioned to deal with this than anyone, but we have a way to go. And the Supreme Court, we have to change that decision by codifying Roe v. Wade. So Speaking of Roe v. Wade, uh-huh. the people that I know that are like psycho about this are not, their mental health is not improving. They're not getting better. They are spinning wildly out of control. There's a woman that I know that's continuing to post on Facebook just bat bleep nuts things constantly 
saying that a bunch of places have made miscarriage illegal. She's repeating rumors. Who, who is it? Do I know her? Is it's, the person it's the that... same person who was reporting people okay. for red flag laws. She also kicked your husband out of a certain conversation. Um, fine. But I don't know. If anybody needs a red flag law, it's her. I, yeah. did I, I don't think I ever said on this show what the other thing was she posted on her Instagram that is an actual mental health red flag that what needs to be reported to somebody. She was having her like kindergarten-ish age daughter paint with what she described as her moon blood. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Alice. Alice. Nope. Out. No, no. Actually, <laughs> you should go to grab our... T- you're, okay. You're suspended. I'm suspended. I'm off the air. See ya, fellas. All right, I want to hit a couple more of these uh, Biden um, cuts, and I'll save the big ones for Alice when she gets back on killing the filibuster, which is where we are now. G7 leaders this week pledged to support Ukraine, quote, for as long as it takes. And I'm wondering if you would explain what that means to the American people for as long as it takes. Does it mean indefinite support from the United States for Ukraine? Or will there come a time when you have to say to President Zelensky that the United States cannot support his country any longer? Thank you. We are going to support Ukraine as long as it takes. Look at the impact that the war on Ukraine has had on Russia. They've had to renege on their national debt for the first time since the beginning, almost well over 100 years. Oh, shut up. So one of the things is is that right now, some conditions that we have on the weapons that we're giving them is that they're not allowed to use them to attack Russia itself. So at at some point, if you want to finish out this conflict, you have to finish out the conflict. Do you not? Do you not? I mean, either Russia's going to use a nuke on them or they're not going to use a nuke on them. But you have to, if we're propping them up, we've got to prop them up to win the conflict, Right. I mean, this just can't be a, um, you know, a cottage, um, you know, fiscal uh, loss center, financial loss center that we have indefinitely open-ended. We need some kind of resolution to this at some point. If the Russians say uncle, well, then that's great. But I don't think they're going to. I don't think they care. I don't think Putin cares. He didn't care how the civilians in the country die. He's old school. Lost 15 years of the gains they made in terms of their economy. Putin doesn't care, Joe. He doesn't care. They're still selling oil, okay? They're still in business. He doesn't care about losses and gains in the economy. They're in a situation where they're having trouble because of my imposition of of, uh, uh, of uh, uh, dealing with what can be exported to Russia in terms of technology. They can't even, you know, they're going to have trouble maintaining oil production because they don't have the technology to do it. They need American technology. And they're also in a similar situation in terms of their weapon systems and some of their military systems. So they're paying a very, very heavy price for this. And just today, uh, Snake Island is uh, now taken over by the uh, by the Ukrainians. So we are going to stick with Ukraine and all of the allies are going to stick with Ukraine as long as it takes to, in fact, make sure that they are not defeated by, uh, by Ukraine. I mean, excuse me, in, in Ukraine by, uh, by, by Russia. And by the way, think of this. Ukraine has already dealt a severe blow to Russia. Russia, in fact, has already lost its international standing. Russia's in a position where the whole world's looking and saying, wait a minute. All this effort, you tried to take the whole country, you tried to take Kyiv, you lost. You've tried to take the Donbass and all of it. You haven't done that yet. The generic point is... Yeah, the generic point is Putin doesn't give a flying hell. George Capalbo, my friend, you guys know George. He's been on the Burn Bear podcast, I'm pretty sure. Just called me, and I didn't take his call, but he sounds like he has something to say. So George is usually on with me on my radio show on Fridays. And he's supposed to be there tomorrow. Let's see what's going on with uh, George. Let's see if he's up there. I don't usually do this impromptu stuff. All right. Hey, how are you? Good day. How did you know it was me? Uh, I don't know. I heard your voice when you when I answered. You know? Okay, George, you are on the Burn Tom Shaddock's Burn Barrel podcast as we speak. Oh, hello. 
Hey. I am newly infected with coronavirus. What I went to New York City last weekend. I am. I went to New York City last weekend, mm-hmm. and, you know, there were like 10,000 people in LaGuardia on Sunday on Sunday afternoon. They, yes. Apparently, one of them had coronavirus. <laughs> George, that is so passe. <laughs> I know it. It took me two and a half years to that get it. That is so ghost, George, at this point. Coronavirus. Oh, yeah. So how are you feeling? Is. What are your symptoms? I, I mean, really, honestly, um, I, I feel like I had cold. And I have a little bit of laryngitis, as you can tell. Yes. Okay. Well, just get to the naproxen or whatever that is the, from Pfizer that you're supposed to take and whack it I'm, out. I'm just, I'm just doing lots of water. I'm already feeling better. I felt worse yesterday. But, um, yeah, such is life. I mean, you know, now I'm swimming in antibodies because I basically have to do some more travel later. And I was thinking to myself, uh, well, you know, um, do I go get another shot? Maybe I don't need to now. So I'm, I now have lots of antibodies. <laughs> My goodness, so, so George Capalbo <laughs> felled by the COVID nineteen. Do, do you also? My moles tell me that you also have monkeypox. Yay or nay? No, no, I do not have monkeypox. Mm, we'll check. We'll fact check that a little bit. All right, let me look. No, I don't see anything. So, I'm fine. So, George, so what does this mean for our show tomorrow? Are you well, getting sick? I mean, I can do it if my voice is working. You know, you get Doc. I mean, how you bad get pay if you bang in sick in the Tom Shattuck show in WTIC. I know, and I missed last week too. Well, you know, in in retrospect, you had a big day yesterday of, of political talk uh, last Friday, so that's good that I wasn't on. You, you yeah. cleared the deck. Oh yeah, imagine that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah, was good. Actually. That worked out perfectly. Yeah, no, no, I'm I'm completely available. If, if you think I, how do you think I sound? This is probably what I'm going to sound like. I like the idea that you'd be on. Um, on death's door, it's, it adds. A, <laughs> it, I show up no matter what. Yeah, it adds something. Oh man! Excuse me. Yeah. Oh it, man! You know, sorry, sorry cough, coughing blood into your handkerchief adds a new dimension. When I to laugh, the, to the radio. When I laugh. I like it, George. I think you should come on tomorrow. I think you should fight through it. Come on, have some. All right. Drink some Ipecac, and um, I will. I, I actually have some Ipecac somewhere. So. Hey, George, by the way, I'm getting into something um, big time that's that's healthy, and I think I've lost a couple of pounds doing it. We've been, I've been buying Excellent. asparagus and and roasting it at 425 for 15 minutes. And it, yesterday yep. I mixed asparagus and all sorts of you know stuff in garlic and pepper and salt. And, Wonderful. Uh, and a whole bunch of mushrooms. And the mushrooms were bleeping delicious. It tasted like, God, it's like um, uh, chicken marsala. It was so good. And then today I'm going to have the asparagus with um, scallions. Beautiful. I mean, you know that. So, so you know, I kind of, without knowing it, do the keto diet, which is basically some protein and veg and vegetables. Mm. And I love to roast asparagus this time of year. I get the. We just had the fresh asparagus season in in Massachusetts, like oh, about three weeks ago. Really, I had no and idea. Was, oh wow. Yeah, there was a farm nearby to me that had fresh asparagus. I mean, it was you know inexpensive, and man, was it good. That is great. Oh. I mean, how can you beat that? It's like this. It doesn't really. It's it, it with olive oil and garlic. I mean, it doesn't. It transcends yeah. being a vegetable. It's damn near a, a, a restaurant cuisine. And you get a little, little, little roasty. So it's a little, little blackened. It's just, um, it's wonderful. Do you um, broil it for for amount of time? Is that how you finish it off? I have a grill. I have a grill basket in my oh, grill, and and I just kind of give it, you know, maybe like four or five minutes each side until it kind of browns up. Yeah. It's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. I mean, it's, especially when we get hot weather, the gas grill is the way to cook. You don't heat up your house. <laughs> <laughs> you will be introduced tomorrow, George, as having COVID-19 and monkeypox, among other things. So, <laughs> so you, you should uh, relax your voice, relax your um, your eroded lungs. and uh, Yeah, well, lungs are fine. Uh, well, good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, when, yeah. I, when I had it, the only I wouldn't have even known I had had it uh, because you know, with kids, you're always a little sick of something. Oh, you with know? kids, you, you yeah. your immune system is 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 warmed up to yeah. the, to to 110 percent because you you get everything, every mutated virus. Exactly, you get. Yeah, I, I, you're good now. You're good now for at least 10 years. By the way, you shouldn't get anything. Is that true? I've had three shots and coronavirus. So I mean, what else can well, I do? Well, I did too. I and I had my third shot like in December. So well, I have a uh, I have a Ukraine flag in front of my house. So I'm a little right. more noble than you, George. Very good show. <laughs> I have a Massachusetts flag for my house. Do you really? So I is, do. Is there a flagpole out there in that estate? 
I do. I have two. I have two. I have a U.S. flag. The U.S. flag is higher than the Massachusetts mm-hmm. flag, as it should be, than the other flag. And I proudly display them from, you know, like uh, May sometime until after Labor Day. Very nice. Do you have a light on it, George? I do. Um, I, in theory, I do. There's one on the porch. If someone if someone walks near it, there's some motion. It'll come on, but it's not lit all uh, the time. Oh, I see, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, the neighborhood is pretty bright anyway, so you can see stuff. You can see it at night. But, um, but, but no, it looks good. What are you doing for the 4th? Uh, well, well, now I'm staying in. Oh, come on, George. <laughs> Just get out there. Well, I might go outside and barbecue. Yeah, get in, mix, yeah. mix around, mix, mingle with people. Let's go. Everybody's here. I, I mean, uh, herd immunity. That's right. That's yeah. Right. Well, okay. All right, George. I let- look at your text. I, I did have a plan. I, I had a plan for Saturday night. I just texted you something um, oh. you can, that's off air. You can read that and see if you like it. This is, this is a nude picture of Whoopi Goldberg, George? George, really? You know, I thought it was your speed. No, it is. Thank you. That's what I mean. Uh, and no thank you to your offer. I do thank you very much, though. And I appreciate that, George. Okay. All right. All good. George? Yes. God bless you. I will talk to you tomorrow. Talk to you tomorrow. All right. See, see you later. That is a great George Capalbo, guys. How did you know it was me? He offered me a couple of tickets to uh, Steely Dan. Other than the fact that um, it's in Mansfield and Steely Dan's going to be there, I'm excited to go. But uh, but I appreciate that. No, thank you, George. No, thank you whatsoever. So, yeah, I can't wait till you guys hear this thing with the the Noah Rothman interview. He's so good. It was such a it was such a a focused interview. And his book is about the new Puritans. In other words, these crazy progressive fascists who yell at people trying to speak publicly and try to cancel everybody. He's got so many great stories. Well, really, just heartbreaking stories about you know. These progressives opt into this world, to these rules of having to be pure, good, um, um, good, um, you know, self-sacrificing believers in the progressive movement, and then they get canceled by other members. Like the Jacobins are eating each other, and it's because it's because things like an Irish guy, uh, you know, opens a falafel shop, things like that, that are considered. Totally verboten. Just can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. And it's like it's crazy. And we'll, we'll t- we talked to Noah about that and uh, and how this thing ends uh, if it if it does end because it is weird. You remember like in the in the sixties the left was all about like having sex and dropping acid and flying free and communes and this like, all that stuff. No 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 no. All that stuff is out out. The new left is just is dry and is humorless and it's, it's so disappointing like even the comedians there's some comedians who are progressives who are like we're not here to laugh man like really what where's the joy where's the where's any part of that that's that's joyful to you but they act that way in like, i don't get it all right let's go jo- back to joe biden for a second at home I have also called for... This is on gas prices. At home, I have also called for changes. We've, I've released a million barrels of oil per day from our oil reserve. And in addition to getting other nations to move forward, a total of 240 million barrels of oil to release from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. What? Number one. Number two, I've asked Congress, would they in fact go and end the... temporarily end the tax on gasoline at the pump. And, and Congress would go to hell, because they're not probably going to do any of those things for him. Uh, the the or, pr- strategic petroleum reserve stuff, that can be problematic. Uh, but let me get to this. By the way, Alice, we just uh, called George Capalbo. You did? George has You been, replaced me? No, or, or, or it's because he had texted me. George has been stricken with SARS-CoV-19. He's got SARS-CoV-2? Yes, he has SARS-CoV-2. And um, and so I don't know if he'll make it tomorrow, but um, and he has monkeypox, as a matter of fact, too. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No. Yes, he does. So let's get uh, this. This is the the big takeaway from Biden today. Other than blaming the Supreme Court, telling the world that the Supreme Court is destabilizing the American government, he also um, said this. The most important thing to be clear about is we have to change. I believe we have to codify Roe v. Wade in the law. And the way to do that is to make sure the Congress votes to do that. 
And if the filibuster gets in the way, it's like voting rights. It should be we provide an exception for this, for the except the require an exception to the filibuster for this action to deal with the Supreme Court decision. Yes, so, I vote we handle it the exact same way that the Senate handled voting rights. Perfect. <coughs> I'm good with that. So he's going to to spike the filibuster. Mm-hmm. And of course, once the filibuster's spiked, it's, it's not unspiked. Right. It's going to <laughs> then be Then everybody has an emergency. Exactly. So that is him. This guy, remember we're returning to norms? Remember stability's back in the White House? Mm-hmm. By the way, if... Harry Reid hadn't spiked the judicial filibuster originally, then they wouldn't be in this situation with the Supreme Court anyway, in the first place. But this is now, I mean, other than court packing, which I assume is on the docket too, this is what they're left with. Right. This this group. Well, you just made some news saying you would support changing the filibuster rules to codify abortion rights broadly across the country. Right to privacy, not just abortion rights, but yes, abortion rights. Can you describe for us, sir, many Americans are grappling with this. What is your sense today about the integrity and the impartiality of the Supreme Court? Should Americans have... How bad is it, by the way? How terrible is the Supreme Court, sir? Confidence in the court as an institution. And your views on abortion have evolved in your public life. Are you the best messenger to carry this forward He's not when like Democrats, that. many of them, many progressives, want you to do more. Are you the best messenger to carry <laughs> this forward is a not-so-thinly-veiled so middle finger. Yeah. Uh, uh, enter Hillary Clinton and Liz Warren, in, in other words. That's what that is. Mm-hmm. Don't we need a new messenger who's not a doddering, old, uh, flip-flopping hypocrite, sir? <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm the President of the United States of America. That makes me the best messenger. And uh, I really... That's, that's what we're getting at, sir. Should you be? I think that it's a serious, serious uh, problem that the court has thrust upon the United States, uh, not just in terms of the right to choose, but in terms of the right to who you can marry, the right, a whole range of issues relating to, to privacy. And uh, I have... Uh, written way back a number of large articles about the Ninth Amendment and the and the Fourteenth Amendment and why the privacy we is all remember. considered uh, as part of a constitutional guarantee. Um, and uh, they've just wiped it all out. And so uh, um, I'm the only president they got, and uh, I feel extremely strongly that I'm going to do everything in my power, which I legally can do in terms of executive orders, as well as push the Congress and the public. The bottom line here is, if you care, if the polling data is correct, and you think this decision by the court was an outrage or a significant mistake, vote. Show up and vote. Vote in the off year and vote, vote, vote. That's how we'll change it. Well, really, the bottom line is you're getting rid of the filibuster. Well, right. And I don't know. I found his reaction to this question interesting, too, because um, the New York Times ran this piece three days ago that I had it kind of teed up and then we didn't really get to talk about it. The New York Times wrote this. um, Who is this? Jonathan Martin and Zolan Kano Youngs at the New York Times. Biden irked by Democrats who won't take yes for an answer on 2024. The White House is trying to tamp down speculation about plans to seek re-election while aides say President Biden is bristling at the persistent questions. Ha! He's bristling. Um, earlier this month, when Bernie Sanders said he would not challenge Biden in 2024, Biden was so relieved he invited his former rival to dinner at the White House the next night. Mr. Biden has been eager for signs of loyalty, and they have been few and far between, facing intensifying skepticism about his capacity to run for re-election when he will be nearly 82. The president and his top aides have been stung by the questions about his plans, irritated at what they see as a lack of respect <laughs> from their party and the press, and determined to tamp down suggestions that he's effectively a lame duck a year and a half into his administration. Mr. Biden isn't just intending to run, his aides argue, but he's also laying the groundwork by building resources at the Democratic National Committee, restocking his operation in battleground states, 
and looking to use his influence to shape the nomination process in his favor. This account of Biden's preparation for re-election and his building frustration with his party's doubts is based on interviews with numerous people who talk regularly to the president. Most spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss private conversations, but several... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. said the president and his inner circle, circle were confounded by Democrats' discussions about a plan B, when the one person who has defeated Donald J. Trump has made it clear he intends to run again. Mr. Biden has told advisors he sees a replay of the early days of his 2020 bid when some Democrats dismissed him as too old or moderate to win the nomination. Oh, man. He blames the same doubters for the current round of questioning. Same doubters. Pay no attention. Everything's fine. That seems like a good approach from the president when his party's (laughs) trying to abandon him. The skeptics grew louder over the weekend after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade when Mr. Biden restated his opposition to expanding the ranks of the high court, the left's preferred solution to the court's current conservative tilt. The remarks angered critics who argue that the president, who has never been comfortable elevating abortion rights and positions himself as a consensus builder, doesn't have the temperament for partisan combat. Ooh. So it goes on and on about how he's... Uh, doing all this stuff. It's hardly just the president's detractors who are nervous about soaring inflation. Uh, People who are uneasy, Biden should run again and convinced he maybe shouldn't. So is anybody besides Biden apparently convinced he should run again, (laughs) to be honest? No. I mean, Jill. So there's him, there's Jill. Hunter, probably. (laughs) I mean, like... Hunter's got some transactions to... And what's his brother's name? Biden. Oh, Jim, Jimmy Biden. Yeah, Jim Biden. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah, I think that's I think that's mainly the constituency of people who think Biden is well situated for a follow up run for the White House. But I find I just find this so funny, and I think his response here was similar to that, where he's like, "What do you mean? Am uh, I the uh, best person?" I have a prediction. Okay, I'm ready. This is based on what we our conversation today with Noah Rothman, mm-hmm. not of Reason Magazine. <laughs> How about this? Okay. Joe got Biden gets pressured out from within the West Wing. Ron Klein? Who's going to pressure Klein him? Klein would be part of it, but the young guns, Corrine Jean Pierre. Jean Pierre, people like her will find a reason why he needs to leave in it's Kamala's time. That's my prediction. All right. Also, the EPA. The, sorry. The, Does the party want Kamala? I mean, like, I think that's no. part of why this hasn't happened already, too, is because I don't think the party's convinced that Kamala is no. much better. I There's a chance she could be really fun, actually. But I think he has to decline a lot more before they're feeling gung-ho about having Kamala in charge. Supreme too. Court puts brakes on EPA in far-reaching decision. High Court says agency overstepped its authority in restricting greenhouse gas emissions in a ruling with ramifications for other regulators. Supreme Court ruled Thursday that federal regulators exceeded their authority in seeking to limit emissions from coal plants in a decision that sharply curtails the executive branch's authority to make policy actions on a range of issues without congressional direction. This is actually a huge thing. Yeah, it's actually really, really big. So basically, kind of what the understanding is, is that the EPA has in the past 
um, regulated how much emissions these power plants can do, like Mm -hmm. making them adopt better practices to meet emissions standards. But recently they adopted emissions standards that essentially mean that they have to like not be coal plants anymore. They have to meet emission standards, which means they have to become a solar power field, not a coal plant. Right. So the question is whether they have the the regulatory authority to say like, we're essentially just not going to have coal plants anymore you know and that was seen as kind of being more than what congress meant to do when they made the epa exactly a decision of such magnitude and consequence rests with congress itself or an agency acting pursuant to a clear delegation from that representative body that's from john roberts who's all in on this Mm -hmm. one so and that's precise obviously you can't reshape and supplant entire industries if you're a regulatory agency or you shouldn't be able to there should be an elected officials online uh, who are uh, who are, have to um, defend something like that, which is what they're right. And they've declined to. They right, specifically have not right. outlawed coal power plants because, yeah. So if you set emissions targets that mean that the coal power plant has to stop doing what it does, then you've just like banned the industry, and that's not what the mm-hmm. EPA is supposed to be doing. They're not supposed to just like make whole industries illegal. Because obviously, what's next? I mean, like, w- what are the other things the climate change people have their eyes on? Obviously, any kind of meat production. Uh, the, the climate people are all about that. So that's... Um, you know, on the list, all kinds of things like they can start coming after everything. If they can like ban any industry that's causing problems for the climate because it's bad. I mean, that's that's something that needs to go through lawmakers. And and I agree with the Supreme Court's decision. I think it will have a broad impact on a lot of federal agencies. It's wonderful. I want the courts to kneecap all the federal agencies. That's wonderful. That's exactly right. They should not be they should not be, you know, used as a weapon. Uh, Elena Kagan was wrote the dissent said if the current rate of emissions continues children born this year could live to see parts of the eastern seaboard swallowed by the ocean which is great that's great that she feels mm-hmm. by that and a, a, a uh, an astute uh, guy on uh who works for Trump science uh, sorry, uh, junkscience.com noted that the EPA in 1986 predicted Florida would be under two feet of water by 2020. Right. Yeah, so to quote John Roberts here, who wrote the majority decision, this was a 6-3 decision. He said, um, capping carbon dioxide emissions at a level that will force a nationwide transition away from the use of coal to generate electricity may be a sensible solution to the crisis of the day, but it is not plausible that Congress gave the EPA the authority to adopt on its own such a scheme. So there you go. I hope that this has broad reaching implications for the executive branch and the regulatory state and that, you know, we can buy a little bit more time as a republic and not as a total dictatorship, although Biden is trying his best. So so now to, to, to in, in this attempt to try to wrench around how devastating the road decision was, of course, members of the media have been turning themselves in circles, including in Madrid today, asking Joe Biden how bad we suck because of the road decision. The best, most beautiful thing that was said was said by Christine, Christiane Amanpour of CNN, who um, who managed to weave this into Afghanistan. Is that Ukraine has to win. It's, a, it's really simple. And I'm just quoting President Biden and all the other you, uh, you know, NATO leaders. She'll get to if it in Ukraine a second. does not win and it is within the purview of the United States and NATO governments to make sure that happens, if it doesn't, our entire way of life, our entire set of yeah. values, our entire up, order and our ability to confront other challenges like China is is really compromised on a massive, massive scale. Now, here's the good part. Here's the part where she gets to Afghanistan. Listen, mm-hmm. listen to this. Yeah. And again, I would also say that as, as a, you know, as a conclusion, American democracy and the state of Americans' women's rights are being really looked at, not just by the rest of the West as these meetings are happening, but by the rest of the world. You think the Taliban are going to actually say, oh, yeah, we're going to adhere to what you tell us for recognition based on what, you know, on what we do about women? This is really serious, this moment, for American women and for America's ability to hold its head up as a democracy that respects Mm. the rights of every constituent. 
Well, some constituents, the, not the, the unborn the, ones. The, the the two hosts in CNN are saying, hmm, yeah. Very deep. They should have, they should have said, you, should, you can cut her camera in that right now. Because there's no real equivalence uh, between the, the Taliban, who is right now executing women for being in possession of books and ra- raping and uh, you know keeping women as slaves right now, um, because of their guy, by the way, the Taliban is not going to say, "Oh my goodness, can you believe that, Clarence? They've made abortion completely illegal on a federal level unless the states do something about it. Let's go plunder the women." I mean, what a freaking... <laughs> it's an insane assertion. God, it's what insane. a psycho. Oh, you're insane, all psychos. You're all psychos, and I'm There's sick of other you. people also competing for a uh, most insane take about the abortion decision. Do I know this? Um, I don't know if, if you do, but um, Elizabeth Warren wasn't done after suggesting that we open abortion tent cities in the national parks, which is already... that's nuts thing number one elizabeth warren is now saying that the united states needs to go after crisis pregnancy centers so you know those groups of people that volunteer and donate their own like time money and possessions to do like uh groups that offer women resources if they you know so that they don't choose to have an abortion Mm -hmm. they donate things to them they give them a support network they help them they talk to them about their options and help you know, help them to to not choose abortion, essentially, is what they do. Um, there's a bunch of them all over the place. It, I, I know people who are involved in these, and they're really, like, fantastic organizations done by people who just have a passion for saving babies' lives, right? Like, that's what they want to do, is they want to help people so that those babies end up born, Right. Right. And they, they do it on their own time and at their own expense, and they really do... Uh, God's work, truly. Mm-hmm. So Liz Warren is, wants to crack down on them. So the idea is to dissuade women from bringing babies to term. Right. So she wants to crack down on deceptive crisis pregnancy centers in Massachusetts and across the country. <clears throat> Liz Warren said lawmakers must crack down on crisis pregnancy centers that masquerade as legitimate providers in the post-Roe era. The centers, also referred to as pregnancy resource centers, uh, claim to provide comprehensive women's health care, while their true mission is to halt women from going through with an abortion. No, I think that's exactly what they say their mission is. <laughs> like, I don't think that that's like a fake thing i don't think they lie about it i think these deceptive outfits that are fronts for groups that are trying to harass or otherwise frighten people who are pregnant to keep them from seeking an abortion and they do so under the cover of pretending to offer abortion service i don't think i've never seen them off pretending to offer abortion services but okay Uh, So I'd like to see us talk about how we might move more aggressively to make sure that someone doesn't face that bait and switch that could be at a traumatic time when that person is already under stress the strategy meeting comes days after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. Um, Ed Markey was with her. He said, this is a patriarchal, misogynist, xenophobic manifestation of a radical right-wing extremist version of the United States of America, Markey said. It's Wait, very simple. It, 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 abortion right. is health care and health care is a human is right. Oh, beautiful. It's a human right. Patriarchal, Man, misogynist, but, xenophobic but, manifestation but of the, radical the, right-wing the extremist zest, vision. The zeal and zest for this op. Procedure by these people is freaking dark. It's freaking dark. These seem like you know unskinned zombies now, where you can see the real being there. It's freaking gross. But but the, you know that's oh god. So yeah, Man. so we're gonna crack down on people that want to help offer people resources so they don't get abortions. That's what we're gonna do. Is we're gonna in states like Massachusetts make it illegal for you to go and offer people help and try and provide them with other options. All right, bro, we got to get to the chat chat. We got a lot of stuff to get to. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Hi, I'm Emmett Walsh here. Third time I've been on the burn barrel. I'm Emmett Walsh. I was just hearing about uh, your Arby's talk, and uh, I could eat five beef and cheddars. Oh. So delicious. I love beef and cheddar at Arby. It's so good, Alice. Dang, it's so good. Although we we're eating healthy tonight, I told George we were having. He approved. Nice. You know, while dealing with his open sores from his monkeypox. Hey, Tom and Alice, I survived hey. the vid. That's Danny from Bill Rucka. Great. Seen with George. It was pretty rough. 
Um, Glad you Mrs. made it. Mrs. Danny and Bill Ricca, uh called up the life insurance company and was getting pretty close to uh, <laughs> pulling the cord, but we're okay. Good, Danny. Um, although at the end of my uh, quarantine, I had to go to New York City for work, which is... Um, I actually wish I just could have called it a day before that, but <clears throat> I didn't. And then... Uh, New York City, that's the vector. That's where George got his, too. Hmm. When I was there, I had to order pizza. Ooh. So I had to order a Supreme Pizza, which I thought would be, like, all the good stuff. You're but right. no, it showed up with broccoli. Ah! <laughs> Jesus, Danny! Oh, my God. Did you throw it at Mrs. Danny? You should have absolutely thrown that thing across Driven the room. Driven back to Massachusetts. Trump style. Throw that thing against the wall. And spinach. Ah! And artichokes. And I'm calling for a nuclear strike on New York. I can't, Danny, I can't go any further. That is a, that is a damn... Maybe he was leading up to okay. something. All the, the awful things that you would not put on pizza. And I'm... And by the way, I couldn't actually leave New York when I wanted to leave New York because the Pride Parade shut down every street around my hotel. <laughs> so I'm sitting there with broccoli pizza. <laughs> oh! With all the gays, which I love the gays, but they wouldn't let me leave. It was terrible. I, I just, ugh. Oh, I mean, I think the right, the responsible thing to do at that point is to hurl yourself out of the hotel window. Is it not? I guess so. Don't most of them not really open that much anymore? Whatever you do. Bring an Allen wrench, Danny, next time. That is terrible. My goodness. Ugh. Just want to wish the Burn Barrel Pod a happy Independence Day weekend, or as it's also known, the Hold My Bear Watch this weekend. <laughs> Tim and Canton. Thank you, Tim. It's nice. Tim. Oh, shut up. I've been waiting for you. It's been a long time. <sighs> Guess what I'm wearing? Crotchless <laughs> panties. Oh, by the way, it, that reminds me of something. You know, I had talked about a, a patch article in Connecticut where a, a Republican Board of Ed person was told to was told to resign because he posted stuff on like Reddit like in 2014 something that it had to do with like cheerleaders or whatever mm-hmm. and I was like how bad is this like seriously how bad are these things ever compared to like what what the media is telling us they are but anyway um, it was bad uh, if you're gonna be <laughs> a, a board of ed person it would be I would suggest it not be that actually I'm trying to play it here this of course this news station here is another just... crazy day of course okay. it is i get closer and closer to just deleting all my social media all the time so this is this one's a tougher one to get your mind around i would say um than most i had this i wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt but uh <laughs> I yeah, I don't know if it's going to work. Member Aaron McCool admitted last Thursday that those posts were his, but that he's now a changed man. Parents, on the other hand, don't believe that. These are just a few of the pictures and memes board member Aaron McCool have shared. Don't believe posts. I want to show you. These are just a few. Of the so these the are pictures all... and memes board member Aaron hey, McCool have shared on, on social. These are just. So you can see. These are all tween-ish, early teen girls mm. with the term jailbait mm. over them. And one that says she's wearing um, she's wearing um, Gannon and Gaum or something. It, it, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a cheerleading outfit, in other words. Okay. Just a few of the pictures and memes board member Aaron McCool have shared on social media sites like Tumblr from back in 2014. A teenage girl in a cheerleader outfit with her mouth duct taped, tied up at her hands, ankles, and thighs. Another teen girl pointing to herself with the words work in progress on her chest and good to go pointing downwards with a caption that says jailbait. This one here also of a teen girl on a bicycle with the words jailbait again. I don't. Yeah, now, maybe not great for the school board member to have that. You know, sometimes in life, you um, get a perfect bullseye. And this guy's social media posts, that's 
That is a surgical strike in the heart <laughs> of what is problematic if you're on the Board of Education enjoying underage cheerleaders uh, and calling them jailbait. Yeah. Sorry, my friend. Uh, better luck next time. Let's go back to the chat chat, shall we, Alice? Let's. Hi, how's it going? That's anonymous. Good. I'm fine. How are you? Oh, Replica Shattuck. Tom, what a terrific interview you had with Al today. Oh, nice. Well, it was so, so great to listen to. So nice to hear from people like him. Um, you had asked him to, that he should get back into the workforce, uh, namely academia. Mm. Probably not going to be easy at his age of 70. Yeah. But, you know, who could do it? Mm. Um, someone that's young enough, smart enough, good with children, has the right mindset, My who could help. My ears are burning. <laughs> helping our crusade to get the right messaging out there to these kids. Not all the nonsense they're listen, listening to and learning now is one Alice Shattuck. What? She's young. She's smart. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be a good paying gig for her. Mm. She would have summers off. That's great. I was all summer off. You could do all the house projects that Tom's not doing. Correct. That's accurate. And... I mean, it's not like you're busy with the uh, 1570 project, so you have a little bit of extra time. <laughs> nice! Right? Nice uh, hit! Just go out there and be a teacher. We need people like you. Nice hit. I appreciate that replica. Um, you know, as as many times as he calls in messages, I still choose to believe that Replica Shattuck is a female robot who okay. has hots for me. But go ahead, Alice. When does your... Uh, well, there's a few issues with that. Number one is I don't, I never finished college, so I don't have a degree. Oh, dun dun! You're one class away. I'm like a semester away, but I don't feel like paying a college fifteen grand to do a semester of classes so I can get like I don't think uh, I don't think I'd be getting a job that pays as much as like what I make right now. Oh anyway. my goodness! Wow. Well, Aren't somebody we cool? has to support certain people's what little hobbies hell? in radio that they What have. the hell? <laughs> so. Little hobbies in radio. What a elitist itch bay. You hear that, Replica Shattuck? You hear this? My, you marry a yacht bunny, man. <laughs> you better be making uh, big finance money. You'll hear about it. Hi, Tom. Hi, Alice. Hey, Phil. Phil from Attleboro here. I was so inspired by our poet laureate. And her tremendous poetry that I was inspired that I want to be a poet laureate as well. Oh, wow. So I have something that I've created that I'd like to read to you. And I give credit to the white supremacist, Dr. Seuss. Oh, uh oh. The poem is entitled, I Stand for Ukraine. I stand for Ukraine not because I'm vain, but because I am sane. Although I am not from Spain nor Maine, my name is not Jane nor Wayne nor Mark Twain. I st- this rhymes, Alice, like a poem should. This is perfect. He should be the presidential poet laureate. Stand for Ukraine when unsteady on a cane. Ooh. I stand for Ukraine riding on a train. Little ableist with the cane stuff right there. Operating a crane and dragging a chain. I stand in the rain without shame, without pain. So it is plain I stand for Ukraine, not out of gain, but because it is no strain. I stand for Ukraine. Here, here. Thank you so much. Here, here. Very nice. Maybe we'll set that to a little music. Yes, that is a masterpiece. So that's excellent. He should name Fell the official poet laureate of the Burn Barrel podcast. I think it is done. He absolutely is. If two hybrids get in an accident, does it create cold fusion? Alice, you yes, my. Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I'm not funny. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Sorry about that, Tim. <laughs> I know science, but I'm not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was so shocked you didn't step on my reference to the commentary magazine today. What got into you? That's a classic Alice Stepan moment. Wait, what? 
Too bad you said he works for Reason Magazine. I can't believe you didn't step on that. The moment I mentioned Noah Rothman. Okay. They told me on the pod that I can go to, let's see, burnbarrelpodcast.com. Look for the red button. Oh, what the hell? No, I don't want these pop-up ads. What? What? No, I am not interested in fat boot camp. What? No, I don't want to have a live chat about converting to orthodox christianity although i am interested hmm. oh my god how many micro brew pop-ups am i gonna get oh wait a minute at least there's this good one here phoebe kate's oh pictures from 1980 to now i'm in baby oh is that true is the chat chat button make pop-ups go all over the place is this a piece of crap <laughs> no yes do you know i believe it's humor Are you familiar with phoebe kate's house not really. You've mentioned her. Yes. You would have seen her on the downslide in Gremlins. Phoebe Cates was the most celebrated young woman on the face of the earth. In- Is this the one that you played the music on the podcast before? Uh, music? Uh, isn't there like some music you played and the podcast that's like music that's when she's getting out of the pool oh, in the movie? Is that that person? Yes. Okay. Just checking, because that might be actually a deep burn barrel podcast reference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then the, the person listened to that back then. That is. That you played that. That is. She is not to be <laughs> mentioned okay. in anything but full esteem. And I will add, and I've had this online with a, pro- a problem with a listener, the great Tanya Roberts from Beastmaster as well. Okay. We do not speak ill of these people, Willis. Did I we speak ill of anybody? We do not. I haven't we spoken speak ill of-, of anyone. Reverence for these people. And I will also add 80s era Alyssa Milano, who, though underage for a lot of that, was older than me, so I was allowed to love her. These are very important people for Gen Xers. <laughs> very important okay. people. You're going to need this Did information. Did I disrespect anybody? Why gonna am I going to need, gonna need information. that information? Because when the world turns into Terminator and you're Sarah Connor, you're going to need how to manipulate and cajole the uh, Gen Xers. Why the Gen Xers? These are the things, because they control a lot of the power. These are the things mm. that you're going to need to know. You're going to need to know Susanna Hoffs in Walk Like an Egyptian when her eyes dart left and right. <laughs> Am I going to need this, to Do know you know who Susanna Hoffs is? Well, you just said her eyes dart left and right yes. and Walk Like an Egyptian. Of the okay. bangles. Okay. These are things that Gen Xers, these are the, the holy pillars okay. of our culture. Okay. Okay. Maybe you should make like... A trading card deck like they did with the terrorists after 9-11 to help me remember them? You're going to need this information. Hope you can recall it in an echoey voice when you're driving (laughs) in your Jeep through uh, the desert. Hey, Tom. I was wondering if you ever heard of a thing called Captain D's. It's a seafood place. Uh, It's like Long John's, but less Mm. grease. And they have uh, wonderful breadsticks. All right. Um, I'll hear what you got to say. Bye. So I have not heard of Captain D's. I'm not a breadstick guy. It's just not my go-to. Um, and I haven't been to a Long John Silver. I mean, there there are up in New England, obviously, there are a bunch of seafood restaurants. That said, I used to go to, in in my, we used to co-own a property in Canada in Lennoxville. And right next door to Lennoxville, there used to be a, a was it, I think there was a Long John Silver there. And I loved it. I loved it. I, I, and Alice is with me here. Sometimes the processed, mass-produced food is delicious. I loved it. I'm sorry about that. You know. Hi, Tom and Alice. Hey. It's Charlie from Ipswich again. Hey, Charlie. Hi. I just want to tell you that I enjoyed the interview with your caller. I think his name was Daryl. I hope his Al. name was Daryl. Um, we went and saw. Buddy guy, me and the wife, over uh, last summer up at Hampton Beach. Uh, he's a 90-year-old African-American blues guitarist, mm. grew up in the South, and his stories were similar to your callers. How cool. I just wanted to say that I really enjoyed the call, and uh, I enjoyed his stories, and I enjoyed uh, the same perspective from somebody else. Keep up the good work. That is cool, Charlie. Thank you so much. And We should check, mm. out, we should check out Buddy Guy a little bit more. I don't, uh, I don't know much yeah, about him. Yeah, good to know. Yeah, well, thank you, everybody. Excellent messages. We certainly appreciate that. 
Thank you, everyone, as always. Uh, you can leave messages for us at burnbarrelpodcast.com. You can also write us an email, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you happen to listen on Apple Podcasts, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's good, too. Maybe we should start to read the Apple Podcast reviews out loud, and then people might leave more Ooh. of them. Ooh, excellent idea. So maybe that's a thing we should do. But as always, you can talk to us on social media at burnbarrelpod, facebook.com slash burnbarrelpodcast. And by the way... We will be recording a podcast on Sunday for Monday and Monday for Tuesday. No days off for the Burn Barrel. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.